Welcome to the What the Elwood podcast. We talk about Longwood athletics with the people who make it what it is. Players, coaches, staff, supporters, even some wild cards. Thankfully, this is edited, so no worries. I'm your host, Longwood radio play-by-play man Sam Hovian. Episode 5 of our podcast is a finals week edition where we catch up with Longwood lacrosse after a historic season. I was going to ask, do you guys have a favorite win from the year? Definitely Radford. 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 Why? We just don't like Radford. <laughs> yeah, Radford's always just been a hard team. Our guests today are Jordan Howard and Hannah Terrell, and we talk all things lacrosse. Plus, we give a little love to professors here at Longwood during this finals week edition of the What the Elwood podcast. Welcome into the What the Elwood podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hovian. I'm joined by Jordan Howard and Hannah Terrell on finals week here at Longwood. Thank you guys for taking a couple minutes and joining me. Yeah, no problem. It's love to be, be here. here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, first off, congratulations. Fantastic season. Um, uh, it didn't start out the way you guys wanted it to, but it certainly, as the season went along and conference play got going, it seemed like it was a lot of fun. What was it like being on the team, especially when you guys were rolling through Big South play? Um, well, being knocked down a few times during non-conference play really helped us build our chemistry and realize what we needed to do to play a whole game, not just one half or um, another, and then how to start strong and also end strong. So as we learned how to do that together as a team, because it wasn't just individuals that learned how to do it, it was everyone, the coaches, we all learned how to be able to start and finish a game, and it's always fun to win. So it was, it was really fun to uh, go along with the rest of the season like that. Yeah, I think going off of that, when we first got our win against Radford, it fired our team up to be just like this huge ball of momentum. And then going to practice, everyone was motivated, excited to like get another conference win because previously having fallen to these conference players, it was kind of interesting to see like how our team kind of shifted into this more fast-paced team as we started finding our groove and started pulling out wins throughout conference. So I think it was definitely a, a big change for our team. So Hannah, you mentioned the Radford game. I was going to ask, do you guys have a favorite win from the year? Definitely Radford. 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 Why? We just don't like Radford. <laughs> yeah, Radford's always just been a hard team. Like they're physically aggressive. They're a like well-built team and I think that's something that we've always strived to be like and then to pull out a win against them this year was like huge for us. What about you, Jordan? Um, we had an avenge a loss from last year and then beating them uh, by one point. Like, that was awesome. Uh, they had a chance to score at the end and unfortunately hit the crossbar for them. But uh, good for us because we walked out there with a win and that really carried our momentum to the rest of the conference. Uh, I wanted to kind of wanted to ask, um, you guys outscored teams after halftime this year. When I was looking at your stats, you guys were truly a second-half team. What, what contributes to that? Um, I think it, it was like <clears throat> the defense uh, kind of realizing, oh, like this is stuff we've seen before. Like this was like, in the scouting reports. This is on the film. Um, why didn't we do this in the first half? And we would let them go on runs in the first half, and then we would recollect after halftime, and it was too little too late most of the time. And um, so that was on defense's part. Offense, we were able to start scoring, and then all over the field, um, we were able to play even with them or even outscore them, like you said. Yeah, I think a, de- a lot of our momentum swings come out of halftime because we get fired up. Our coaches hype us up. I mean, like Jordan said, our defense has seen this before, and that's where we start to get the cause turnovers. That's where the draws start to pick up, and that's kind of where we come together and gut it out because at that point we know we're the more fit team. We can outrun them. We're in better shape. I mean, that's kind of where teams start to fall in the second half. And the fact that we can gut it out through that second half, I think that says a lot about our team. 
you mentioned that coaches, both of you mentioned the coaches kind of fire you up, fire you up at halftime. Are there tactical adjustments too? I mean, and my question, my other question is, what do they do to fire you up? Um, I think most of the time they'll just kind of see like what's going on and then we'll say what exactly it is and then we'll address it. And then we'll say how you fix it. Don't let it happen again. Like go to this person if you need help or if you don't understand, talk to someone. So, I mean, it's, and then it's kind of like we know what we're capable of and to fire us up, like we have to, like tap into that you know like that energy and that's kind of where we find our firing up from our coaches um I'm personally motivated by when coach Jenna's like what are you guys doing like you know you're better with them you don't want to be embarrassed and get your butts kicked and I'm like yeah you're right I really don't so I'm gonna go back out there and make sure that doesn't happen (laughs) and it's always like not fun to get um a running clock on you so we it's by the second half, you're really trying to gut it out so that doesn't happen. So you're trying to keep up with the score and keep them from scoring. I know at the Student Athlete Awards Banquet, the coaches, a couple of coaches mentioned phrases that they use a ton of different times. What are the, what are the coaches that, or what are the phrases that the coaches use for you guys that you're like, oh man, I'll be glad not to hear that every day in the summer? Um, if you don't know how to do the demo or don't know how to do the uh, drill, don't do the demo. I think my favorite one is. I'm going to be real with you. And that's from Coach Jenna. And she'll say that just before she's about to roast you. So that's definitely what I'll miss. I, I had a question. So some people who, be, who might listen to this, they may not be quite as familiar with, with how lacrosse works. And there's some interesting stats and different things like that. Ground balls are one. You think of ground balls, obviously it's a ball on the ground. But how would you, how would you describe if somebody says, what's a, what's a ground ball in lacrosse and why is it so important as a stat? Um, well, it's... Um, when you get the stat, it has to be um, like against someone. You can't just be out in the open, and you have to like just pick up the ground ball because you can sit there and drop the ground ball and pick it up as many times as you want and get the stat. <laughs> no one's going to come get you. So it has to be um, competitive ground ball when you pick it up, and uh, it's a 50-50 ball, so it can go anybody's way. Like Both teams have skills to pick up a ground ball most of the time, so um, it's a matter of keeping the possession or getting p- the possession back for your team. Is there a trick to it? Get low. low. (laughs) Choke your hand to the top of your stick and get low. But, I mean, other than that, it's pretty much... And run through it. Yeah. Definitely run through it. Run through it. And um, the different kind of turf we play on, too. Um, So when we play on grass, it's a lot different than playing on the turf here because it's just thicker, so you really have to get low and really go through it because on this turf, you can literally put your stick down and it'll probably roll into your stick. Yeah. It's interesting. Something I never would have thought about. The playing service makes a difference. Oh, yeah. What about draw controls? That's something, you know, you're watching lacrosse, and it's hugely important because it gives your team the possession. Jordan, you did that a lot for along with this year. Did you figure out any tricks? Um, So there's a lot of different ways to take the draw. You can either push it to your offensive side. You can pull it to – you can pull it to your offensive side or behind you. Um, halfway through the season, I learned how to self-draw. Um, thank you, Molly Barkman, for teaching me. She was the prodigy her freshman year. Um, so learning how to self-draw um, really helped. I think the first time I really did it was, was against VCU, even though we lost that game. Um, I was able to kind of practice and learn how to get it right behind me, so I kind of guaranteed that my team would get possession of the ball, and I would start every game doing that. So um, I would try to get the first possession of the game. And for those who might not be familiar with what it looks like, basically you have your sticks parallel. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks like they set the ball in the middle of your two sticks, Mm -hmm. and for lack of a better word, 
you could just squeeze the sticks together and it would pop up high in the air. That's at least how it looks like sometimes. Obviously, yeah. there's different things you can do. Um, I guess it, it's just interesting. And then once it, once it goes out, it just seems like it's a free-for-all for who can get it first, right? Well, um, there it, until there's possession called, only the people in the middle of the field can go for the ball. Um, the other people have to stay behind the restraining line. So essentially there's only six people who can go after the ball as long as it's in the middle. But if it goes over the restraining line, those people can start going for it. And as soon as possession's called, it's just you can go wherever. One more question, kind of the oddities of the game. You're watching a game, somebody scores a goal, and they immediately <laughs> have to put their stick down. And the referee's looking at it. What's the referee checking? So they're actually checking for an illegal pocket. So when the girls across the ball can't sit below your sidewalls. And I guess there is some way that if you drop your pocket, it gives you a better chance of scoring. People have different kind of like theories against it, but that's just like the rule that you have to have an, like a legal pocket in order to score. So they'll be checking to see if they've tightened it or like loosened it too much to like advance their team pretty much. Have you guys ever seen an illegal pocket call? Yeah, so during the VCU game, we had two against, two or three against us, and then VCU had one because it was raining. So when it rains, your stick and the strings get loose, and that ball can really put a dent in your pocket, especially if you're catching and throwing and handling the ball a lot. Like Your pocket's going to get deeper and deeper, and then if you score and then you put your stick down and the refs check it, um, it's, it's called back, and that can be a huge momentum changer. But um, they check all of our sticks at the beginning of a game so to make sure that all sticks at the beginning of the game are legal and they have legal pockets. And then throughout the game, if you score, um, the pocket gets checked or the other coach can call. Um, say if I was taking the draw and I was like winning them, winning them, and then um, people were trying to check my stick and the ball just was not coming out. The coach could, during a timeout, call a stick check on my stick to see if it was legal or not. How do you fix it if it happens during a game? Um, you just like pull the strings down and re-knot it real quick. <laughs> yeah, usually like uh, at the VCU game, coach was pretty smart about this. She called a timeout as the rain started to kind of pick up, and she noticed sticks were getting kind of loose, and we all tightened them. So I mean, it's also like a coaching thing where she'll call a timeout and give everyone a chance to fix them before something changes. Cool. Uh, it's just something you'd never think about because you think of checking for an illegal stick, like you said, you'd happen before the game. But it's not something where it's a corked bat or something like right. that. It can happen during the game. That's really interesting. Uh, we want to hand out some superlatives to the team. So we're going to ask some fun questions. Who's the fastest player on the team? Dana, Dana Joss. For sure. <laughs> Who has the best hands? Caitlin Lucarelli. <laughs> I see these are unanimous fancies. You guys just look at each other and it, it's not really much of a discussion. That makes sense. Who's, who's the most deceptive when they move with the ball? Ooh, I, think, I think Lexi. I think Lexi, yeah. I'd say Lexi Davis. Why? She's, she's just shifty. And like, yeah. yeah, short and sh- shifty, and she's great stick skills. Yeah, so she's she, just... she will just, like, twiddle her stick and then just thread the ball through the fenders, and we're like, oh, my gosh, how did that even get there? <laughs> yeah, definitely Lexi. So who would, you get, who would give you the most trouble if you had to go one-on-one with somebody? Who would give you the most trouble? Corey Calandra. Defensively speaking or offensively? We'll go defensive first. All right, defensively, Corey. Absolutely. Why? She's just, like, very sturdy. Her stick skills and footwork are just phenomenal. I mean, I and she hits hard. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to go back to her again once you go 1v1 against her the first time. Yeah, she's just a solid defender. Like, all around, everything is 100 about her. 
What about offensively? I'd say Luch. Yeah, Luch or Dana, for sure. Yeah. Which makes yeah. sense, because... The fastest and the... In the yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Who are you just saying, if you had to go into a game, you're like, man, I am really glad she's on my team. You're first? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, think of it this way. Somebody you'd really hate to play against. Oh, definitely Luch. Yeah, Luch. Because she's just that good. <laughs> <laughs> she was face guarded and she was still getting away yeah. goals. I mean, you can't stop, really her. stop her. Yeah. Who has the best dance moves on the team? I think Jade, Jade O'Connor. O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Who has the best swagger? Probably Luch. 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 That's the best player, best player. Yeah. What's the best feeling you get when you're on a lacrosse field? Um, I would say getting a cause turnover and sprinting down the field. Um, I had one, I, I can't remember, it was like ECU, and I looked back and I was like, wait, where did everyone go? It's like you get speed out of nowhere, and you don't really know how fast you are until um, you have the ball and you're just running. <laughs> I think going off of that and getting a goal out of it. And seeing that momentum change, like from the other team and onto your team, and just like the sideline and the crowd, I think that's that's the feeling. Who does the best impression of coach on the team? Hmm. We've never really tried it. I'd say (laughs) Molly. Probably Molly. Yeah, Molly Barkman, for sure. I can see that. Who tells the best stories? (laughs) (laughs) Stories. What kind of stories? Any stories. It could be made up, it could be real, it could be funny stories. I think Keelan always has something think, going yeah. on. It Keelan, has... <laughs> for sure. She's just always got a story. Like, oh yeah, this is what I did today. And I'm like, oh, okay. Who's the strongest on the team? Emma Johnson. Emma, yeah. I, I wanted to turn, turn and ask a little bit about some of the academic things. Because like we mentioned, this is finals week, so you guys are in the midst of, of taking some finals. I know, Hannah, you said you have an accounting final. Today, yeah. Today, yeah. Uh, you mentioned you're majoring in business. What are you looking to do after, after you get done with you know, your Longwood career? Well, I was, I'm just concentrating in cybersecurity and information systems, and I figure in such a technological era I could do anything kind of with that in the business world and like make enough money to be well off you know for myself and my family so I guess it's just kind of like a job where I find that it's like happy I guess for me and like my lifestyle so cybersecurity, what what kind of drew you to that to that particular emphasis well I kind of picked up on things when I was younger I've always been fiddling with like computers and phones and things like that and picked it up pretty easily and then I did an internship with um, a Marine Corps company and I was doing like a data analysis internship and picked up on that like right away. Like, I mean, a weekend and I was ahead, you know, two, three weeks. So I think that's kind of where I found. Do you enjoy things like statistics and do you have to do any programming or anything like that? Yeah, I do actually. And I actually enjoy that. I think it's kind of fun. But I mean, you start to memorize like what goes where and what kind of works. So I think that's what kind of drew me to it. What's been your favorite class here at Longwood? I'd say... Programming 140. What, what are you learning in there? Um, so we learned the, uh, to like make our own program and like our own modules and like functions and things like that to like draw pictures and like come up with stories and things like that. And it's just kind of fun to play around with and like I guess kind of see what you can do with like so much like technology in your hands. It's pretty cool. Do you have a favorite professor? I would say 
Professor Marmosine. Why? He's just been a really, like, understanding person, especially with athletics. I mean, academics goes a long way because you have to balance the two, and he was always really understanding when we were in season of, like, assignments, like, not being on campus and things like that, and just pretty lenient with, like, helping me when I needed help, and I think that goes a long way when an athlete needs, like, academic help outside of the classroom. He's always kind of been there. That's awesome. Last one about the academic side for you. What's been your hardest class? I would definitely say accounting. Accounting. Yeah. I'm not a huge like math person, so accounting hit me kind of hard when I realized that there were a bunch of formulas and charts and things like that. So <laughs> Makes sense. Well, good luck on the final day. <laughs> Thank you. I need it. <laughs> what about you, Jordan? You're majoring in kinesiology. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's kind of the post-graduation thought for you? Well, next semester we have to take a career prep class and a, um, a class that helps us prepare for an exam. So I think I'm going to go with the um, exercise physiologist exam. Um, I like working with um, populations that are active, like military, um, kids, athletes. Um, so something in that field where I can deal with the human body, I'd be happy. Do you have any idea kind of what steered you toward that? Um, I've always just had a really big interest in how the body works like why we get injured how injuries happen like I'm that person who will replay injuries on ESPN all day long and just see like what went wrong or how did that happen or guess what um what injury they have what uh what's been your favorite favorite class so far here at Longwood um I would have to say biomechanics yeah. Does that have to do with kind of that injury factor? Right, and just like how the body moves, and it's got a little bit of physics, a little bit of math, and it's like the right amount of physics and math that I can deal with in um, like bones and muscles. Well, and it's, I mean, to be fair, it's also applied physics and math. It's right. not just, here's some <laughs> random concept that's happening. What's been your hardest class here at Longwood? Um, probably exercise testing and prescription it's a five credit class i'm in right now um it's just a lot you have we had case study exams every other wednesday and quizzes on those other wednesdays um and we had practical exams oral exams uh and the labs were pretty tough just memorizing all the protocols and how to apply them why you use them um taking blood pressure all the time (laughs) who's been your favorite professor um, I love all the Kins professors, um, but I think my um, top two favorite are Dr. Coffey and Dr. Morrison. Um, they're both awesome what they do. Um, Dr. Coffey's more on the biomechanics side, and then um, Dr. Morrison really is uh, exercises physiology, and they've both been huge helps to me in my uh, academic career here. Very cool. We appreciate you guys coming by. Again, thanks for, thanks for joining us for the What the Elwood podcast. Have good luck with your finals. Thank you. Thanks again to Jordan and Hannah for spending a little time with us today. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on SoundCloud for all future episodes of the What the Elwood podcast. And you can also go to longwoodlancers.com and search for podcasts under the Fan Zone section if you'd like to download any of our podcasts. If you want Longwood Athletics videos, subscribe to Longwood U Lancers on YouTube. Of course, Longwood Athletics is verified on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on the What the Elwood podcast.